Welcome back to People Analytics. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton. Today I have with me Katya Oliveira, who is the Director of HR at TechSouth. Welcome, Katya. Hey, Lindsay. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Thanks for being on the show. So here's where you get to tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Um, okay, so awesome. So I am Katya. Um, I'm, uh, I'm in Denver, Colorado, and I am in an HR professional. So I'm in the HR field. Um, and so I started in HR in back, oh my goodness, back in 2011, 2012. So I've been in HR for about 10-ish years now. Um, and while it was, I knew I always wanted to work with people. I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to go into HR until I went into my first role at Zayo, um, where I was primarily a program manager, and then also working directly with the schools in terms of internships and recruiting. And so more on the talent acquisition side of things. Um, and that's really where I got my first taste of tr a true HR function. Um, and then over the years, I've moved away from talent acquisition and more into the strategic um, employee relations uh, change management side of things, um, and really more focusing on the org as a whole. Um, and I really enjoy that piece of HR, to be quite honest with you. I really love being able to see um, helping managers understand their why, helping managers understand um, why the business is functioning the way that it is, and how we can continue to both make it work better, both from a business perspective, but then also from a, a people perspective. Um, and then I think I really also just enjoy watching people grow um, and be able to learn more about themselves, learn more about their team members, and really have that relationship between the manager and the team um, continue to grow as well. Yeah. And one thing I can relate to you is, um, you know, the need to understand the why, uh, because I'm someone who is when I work with clients, I'm like, OK, well, did you do research about this or what's the point or what is the expected outcome? So I'm always, you know, on that pragmatic side. So tell me about, you know, the why in your relationship to that. Yeah, definitely. So I think early on in my career, to be quite honest, I worked at an organization that didn't necessarily ha explain to the team why they were doing things. And it's more of a, hey, this is what we're going to do. And more of a because I said so type of culture. Or maybe they thought as to why we were doing things. But we were moving so quickly, people didn't always understand why we were doing it. So it also felt, um, it didn't feel authentic, basically. Then I moved into another role at a um, you know, continue to move in my career and move to another organization, I really started to understand there how important understanding the why was just to culture and how the impact that it made with people at work and how they were producing their work. Um, and so there I could see that because we explained the why, because we got down to the details and were very transparent with our financials and what those financial metrics meant, people felt more engaged with each other, with the business, and really put more of an effort in their work. 
Um, And so that's something that I've carried with me throughout the years and making sure that we slow down a little bit, right? It doesn't have to be this huge pause, but that we're always reiterating to our team members why we're doing things um, and trying to explain to them the bigger picture. So um, for example, we're a texting software One of the things that we did when I came on board was we actually started implementing um, sending out text messages to our team. Um, The reason for that was so that we could have our team actually see and feel how it is to be a text us customer. Um, And I think people were a little surprised by that um, and weren't sure about it. But the more that we started to use text messaging um, for benefits as reminders, as holiday reminders um, for events, um, people actually really started liking that. And so we would constantly reiterate to them why we were doing it. And they started to see and started to have new ideas around our product and how to better interact with our customers. That's amazing because, you know, they are becoming the customers, but they have the added benefit of knowing how to change things to make the customer happy. So um, what kind of, so let's talk about creating an environment where ideas are welcome. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. That's, um, that's something that's really important to us at Texta specifically. Um, and so I think one thing that we really try to focus on is making sure that whenever we roll out a new idea, a new process, um, a new policy, for example, that we tell people why we're doing it. So that's the first thing. And then we give them some time before it's actually rolled out, usually a couple of days up to a week. Um, And then we roll it out officially. And then we give them some time to really dig into the process or policy that we've rolled out. And then we'll ask for feedback. We'll ask for feedback in team meetings. We'll ask for feedback at all hands, but then we'll also ask for feedback via surveys. Um, That is one thing that I feel like our team does a lot of is surveys because we are still somewhat small. We're about 70 people. We still are able to get that feedback from them. Um, And so, and then once we get that feedback, we're very transparent about what that feedback was and what our plan is to make changes to it. And so um, we do these regular, essentially regular check-ins or checkpoints with our entire team to make sure that what we're trying to accomplish is actually working and that our team still feels aligned to that new process or policy. Like it still fits within our culture, obviously within reason, right? Like there are things that sometimes the government makes mandates us to do, but even then we will still continue to check in with our team members to get ideas from them because sometimes because they're in the weeds, they actually have better ideas than me, for example, that's, more strategic and higher level. Yeah, that's and that's just a form of communication that gives you more information, allows you to make better decisions. And, you know, one thing I know that you enjoy about your job is you're able to dive deep into, um, you know, behaviors and why people are making choices. And those surveys tell you basically <laughs> the, the information you need. So tell me a little bit about that aspect of your job and what you enjoy about it. Yeah, so I think that I really love being able to um, connect with the team and being able to understand 
what it is that they are trying to accomplish and how can we work best together, right? Because we're a team, but we are different types of team members. Um, And so sometimes, you know, there could be conflicts between like engineering and HR, right? In terms of what we're trying to accomplish, but at the same time, we're on the same team. So how can we work together to make sure that we're accomplishing that end goal? Um, So, you know, I can give you an example around that um, for engineering specifically. Sometimes um, our engineering leads have a difficult time with doing, you know, the entire recruiting intake process um, because it is cumbersome. Like we do ask for a lot of information up front um, and it is just about communicating to them the importance of getting that information from the beginning so that once we start recruiting, we don't have to go back to the engineering manager, to the engineering team interviewers and ask them like, hey, wait, what about this? Or did you think about this? Or hey, I have this person, but I'm not quite sure. It's a more streamlined process, right? Um, and we actually did go through um, a situation a couple of weeks ago, probably about six to eight weeks ago now, where we had an engineering manager that, you know, did a great job with the job description, was very detailed around it, did a great job with their recruiting intake, provided us with all of the details that we needed. Um, they provided us with, you know, where this role was going to go, even some of the mundane tasks that this role was going to do, how they were going to be interacting with other teams. We had the intake meeting with all of the interviewers. And it went really smoothly. Like there was great collaboration from both HR and the engineering interviewers. We were able to hire that individual within five weeks. Um, So from start to finish, from the time that we opened up the role to the time that we extended the offer, it was a five-week timeframe, which is really, it's a quick turnaround, right? But the team was so decisive and we were able to keep momentum with the candidates that it made for both a great engineering team experience, but also a great candidate experience. And it really showed how well we could work together. Um, And so that just kind of goes back to, you know, explaining to the engineering team why we're doing things, how can we make sure that we're working both effectively together and then executing on that plan. Yeah. And I'm noticing, you know, a common thread of flexibility, the ability to, you know, if something's not working, let's try this. Is that then, um, you know, one of the, the key ways you've been able to be more transparent and really get to the why? Yeah, I think that it's, Flexibility is a great word, but I think it's also understanding each other, right? I think it goes back to um, Texas has a strong culture of being really intentional. And part of that is understanding where we each come from and why we're trying to do things a certain way um, to get our end result. And how can we actually be more curious about each other's perspective and how can we work together to make it more, make it even a better experience for both parties, right? Um, whether it's the customer, whether they, it's employee, whether it's the employees, um, you know, that's one thing that we really try to focus on. Yeah. So I know, um, you know, when we spoke before, curiosity is a really, really important thing to you. And so you just brought it up now, which, um, you know, 
triggered my memory of our conversation. So I'd like to talk about curiosity um, because my background is in journalism, which is, you know, another very curious, um, you know, industry as well. So how do you use your curiosity in the people's face? Yeah, I think that that's, um, yeah, I, um, that's something I just am smiling um, because it is a big part of um, who I am. And I think has made me so interested in this role and so passionate about um, my role within HR. Um, But I think I use curiosity um, in a couple of different ways. So the first is it really truly is trying to understand the individual and not necessarily where they come from, from a business perspective or from a work perspective, but more so from a personal perspective. I mean, to be in order for us to be the best individual that we can be at work, we are going to be, we have to be our most authentic self, right? And that starts from before we had jobs. And so I really try to make sure that I understand why people think the way they do, behave the way they do, what is their perspective on like just life in general, essentially. and it doesn't, it sounds deep, but it, it doesn't have to be that deep. It's just more an understanding of who the individual is as an individual. Um, and then from there, I think I take it more um, direct when it comes to business, to be quite honest, and really trying to understand what are you trying to accomplish? Why are we trying to accomplish it now at this moment in time versus you know, either a couple of months ago or in the future, what is pressing right now? And that really helps me understand the business overall um, from each department's perspective to then be able to make the best recommendation for each department. Um, and so um, I would say that I ha- I do ask a lot of direct questions that sometimes can be uncomfortable, but I do always try to address them by saying, hey, like, you know, I'm just, I'm truly just being curious about this. Like, and there is no judgment around it. It's more so why are we doing this? Um, And so, and I think it's interesting because I have had leaders say that they know that there is no judgment and that I am curious about it. And it is a good question, you know? And so then that helps reinforce the questions that I have. I think that, The last thing that I will say about curiosity is I think it is important for organizations to organizations and organizational leaders to be curious. And I think it really does help if I in HR, if I model that, right, it helps leaders be more comfortable in asking questions, difficult questions, too. It's not something that they're just like, oh, I'm the only one that's going to do it. No, it's something that's within our culture, right? And so our CEO and I talk about that a lot, our leadership team and I talk about that. Like, how can we make sure that we are asking difficult questions um, in a manner that, you know, isn't attacking in any way, isn't in any way, but more so truly coming from a place of curiosity. And I think that that really does go back to just being authentic, having strong relationships and trust and being open to being vulnerable with um, our team members. Yeah. And that's really great to model that, that behavior too, because I feel like curiosity can be interpreted as being challenged too. And it's kind of, you know, a difficult, um, 
you know, thing to, to balance. So how do you balance? I know you said, um, you know, you often preface things with, I'm just being curious. Is there another way that you, you balance the curiosity and try to make it not seem as, um, you know, confrontational, I guess? Yeah, I think that is something that I'm still working on to be fully with you. I do try to be a little bit more playful. That is something that I just in general want to try to do in the workplace um because outside of work i feel like i'm really playful so trying to bring that into the workplace a little bit more so i do um try to make it a little bit more playful just in terms of like oh wait hold on a second i just heard this and now i'm hearing this there's more of a disconnect can you tell me a little bit about that or more so i also will try to say things like um help me understand this because then it's about me, right? It's not about you're saying, I truly am having a hard time understanding what you're trying to explain to me. Like, can you help me understand this? Um, And so using phrases like that, I will say that I use out of curiosity a lot. And I think there are team members that have definitely picked up on that and they can see that I'm starting to think and they're like, oh, I can see that. Like, you know, I I will definitely get to your question here in a second. And so um, with some team members, I think there is already this just organic playfulness that's happened. Um, there is, it is more about, you know, trying to bring that playfulness into the conversation. Yeah, because jobs and what we do, they're so personal. It's, you know, hours a day, five days a week, sometimes more depending on the person. So there can be a lot of feelings wrapped up in, you know, being asked a question that, you know, is about your work, something that, you know, you're so close with. Um, So I really love how you're kind of bringing down those walls of like defensiveness and is like, no, this is just kind of getting to, um, you know, something that will make us more successful in the long run. Um, So have you noticed kind of those walls of defensiveness calming down when you you frame it as curiosity? I have. um, What specific? leaders, right? I think that um, it does take time and each individual has their own timeline, essentially. Um, and so and so I do always want to make sure that I'm reading the room appropriately too. I'm going to continue to dig into something if um, I can tell that the individual is feeling uncomfortable. Um, but I have definitely felt that there is a closeness is the best way that I can explain it, um, that I feel with leaders as, or with managers that I'm engaging with, as we start to build a stronger relationship and they really start to understand my curiosity and then also really understand my role within the organization and that it's not a role of, um, you know, me trying to block them in any way. It's me trying to help them as well as making sure that I'm helping the rest of the organization too, so that we can all work together cohesively. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, HR gets this reputation of, I mean, it used to, it's starting to go away of, um, it's um, the people that say no, right. Or the people that you go to when you're in trouble or, um, or um, the people that make up all the rules, um, which, Part of it, you know, all of that is true. Um, 
But it's more so about thinking about it from a different perspective of, hey, HR is really just trying to help us be more efficient, helping us trying to stay legally compliant. Um, Hey, HR is on the same team as me, and we both want to accomplish the same goal of having our employees succeed, having our company succeed. Yeah, and that's so true because before I started this podcast and interviewing amazing people like you, I had some HR trauma. And I'm sure there are many people like me who, you know, viewed HR as the person that you go into their office when you got to complete paperwork or when there's an issue. And, you know, the HR I had a relationship with, they never came to my office or asked me how I was doing. They never checked in. Um, They took the side of the company always. And this is not the same HR that we're seeing now. These are not the guests I'm interviewing. And it's really refreshing. And I often say healing for me personally to have these conversations and recognize that, no, this is about people and I'm working, you know, for everyone here. Um, So what are your opinions on, you know, the evolution that has happened and is continuing to happen? Yeah, that's actually a really interesting question that I hadn't thought about before. Um, But outside of work, like I'm truly like such a people person. I'm you know, on the Myers-Briggs, I'm a very extroverted individual. um, And I'm a very empathetic individual. Like I feel a lot of feelings. So for me, um, it's been really refreshing to be able to start to see how HR is changing in the sense of being able to bring your true authentic self to the workplace and that not being something that people are opposed to, but instead are truly welcoming with arms wide open, right? And hoping to create environments where people feel safe and feel excited about bringing in their own ideas and having, being able to speak about their own yeah, being able to speak about their ideas and how they can help create, you know, a much better product or experience for other people. And then kind of going off of that, also enabling people to feel that true value of what it feels like to be part of a community, right? As humans, we just want to belong. We just want to make sure that we're creating value, um, that we're a valued individual. And so part of that in HR is helping make sure that people feel that way too, right? And I think that businesses are really starting to understand that, that in order to make sure that people are truly um, being their best at work, we have to give them rules and tasks that will make them feel fulfilled. And then we'll see the greatest, for lack of a better phrase, and I can't think of a better way, like output from them because they are so excited about what they're doing within the workplace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love that you use the word community because I think about some of the, you know, opportunities that I've had throughout my career. And my favorite ones have been, you know, when we accomplish something as a team or something that is bigger than ourselves. And, you know, that takes a community to accomplish. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's about, what can we learn from each other, right? Like that's, yeah. that's really exciting about being at work. Um, I know I learn so much from my team members at all times. And 
recently, um, so I have an HR coordinator on my team. And recently, I've been able to see how much she's grown in her role and how her ideas have started to change. And I can tell she feels a lot more confident in vocalizing her ideas. But then I'm also always trying to reassure her that that's a really great idea that I honestly hadn't even thought about. And how great is it that we can both come up with these great ideas to make our team even better? Um, And so that's something that's been really awesome to be able to see throughout my career. Yeah. I know at the beginning of the conversation, you mentioned you love uh, watching people grow. And that's an example. But in that example you gave, I saw, um, you know, you grew as well. Um, So do you view growth as kind of a back and forth? Yeah, I definitely think it is a back and forth. I mean, I learn from our individual contributors as much as I learn from our executive team, to be quite honest. Um, And I think it's just really interesting to see different perspectives from, because we all have different backgrounds and obviously we all have different roles within the organization. And so to be able to see it from the different perspectives is really interesting. I can think of one time I was in a debrief with our VP of account management, our director of CX and our CEO. And I made a comment about, you know, um, an action that a candidate had taken and how I did not perceive that action as the best action in my perspective. Like it just didn't rub me the right way for lack of better phrasing. But then the account manager, the VP of account management, you know, she mentioned like, hey, this is this type of role. And that's actually exactly what I would expect from this type of role at this level, because like, that's what they're going to be doing on a regular basis. And it kind of clicked for me. I was like, you're right. It's this type of role. And they are to do this. And so the fact that they're doing this consistently throughout the interview process is actually a good thing um, versus if I had just not listened or been more close-minded, I wouldn't have been open to that. But it's great to be able to just open your mind a little more. Yeah. When, you know, yeah. Through conversations. That was such a great example. Um, thank you so much for sharing that because I think, you know, everyone, no matter where you are in life or what profession you're doing, having that open mind and ability to take, you know, what you think and maybe, listen to a new idea or new facts. That's, you know, that's a really important skill to have. Yeah, no, definitely. It really is. And I think it only helps you grow and just makes you feel better as a person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Katya, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for talking about curiosity with me. But before we wrap up, do you have anything that you would like to add or think that I missed? Uh, No, I think that we covered it all. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Yeah, it's been great. So if people want to contact you or ask a question, what's the best way they can do so? Um, They can definitely reach me via LinkedIn, just Katya Oliveira at Textus. Or if they would like to um, send me an email, um, I can give that email address out too. It's just Katya, K-A-T-I-A at textus, T-E-X-T-U-S dot com. Um, and yeah, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Great. Well, if you or anyone you know is curious like Katya, email me, lindsay at staffgeek.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Staff Geek's People Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton, and I'm always looking to interview leaders who put people first. If you or someone you know lead with a people-first mindset, 
please email me at lindsay at staffgeek.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at staffgeek.com. If you want to take things a step deeper and understand your organization's true culture DNA, I encourage you to take Staff Geek's free culture assessment. Just head to staffgeek.com and click the button that says free culture assessment. Thanks again for listening. 